Hey guys, I'm Nick here with Tanner and Zach, and thanks for tuning into the Voyager Way, a podcast dedicated to sharing our passion for everything outdoors with listeners just like you. Whether it's talking about incredible trips we've been on, teaching you the best way to get your own adventure started, or talking with amazing guests about the incredible things they've done or places they've been. You can find it all here on the Voyager Way. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Voyager Way podcast. So today, well, let me look at the real feel for right now. Today, oh, negative, negative zero. That's not a thing. No, no that's not <laughs> it. Okay. Well, it has been very, I mean, most of our listeners are from Minnesota, but if you're not from Minnesota, it's been pretty cold these last couple, well, this last kind of week. Um, so today's podcast is going to be focusing more on, you guys just get Tanner, Zach, and I today. We've had a lot of awesome guests on the last few, well, geez, like it's been a month or two now since we had a bunch of guests on kind of in a row, but, um, today you guys just get Zach, Tanner, and I, we're going to kind of talk about just life in Minnesota when it's like this cold. So just stuff we enjoy doing, maybe some tips and tricks for like surviving the cold and maybe even thriving a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, I know some of us have a couple of act- like outdoor activities that we want to get into in the winter that we just haven't been really. Um, so we'll definitely talk about that as well. Um, yeah, so right now it's about zero. And I've heard there's kind of a cold front coming down from um, Canada. So I heard from some of my patients, like even some of the southern states are going to get uh, kind of cold. Um, yeah, yeah, we've had like the past couple of days text from, the, from SESU like, Nobody come to class today just because of how I, oh. I never really, I feel like it was typically snow days when we were younger. Yep. Never really had like cold days before, but yeah, I mean, of course there's Zoom and everything nowadays, so you don't actually get class canceled. But yeah. I, I remember my senior year of school, it was during that polar vortex and we had like polar vortex. Yeah, that was, well, you guys were down in Nebraska, so you guys didn't have that. Uh, but your um, senior, Oh, your senior year of college. Yeah, my senior year of college, uh, there was this polar vortex where it was, like, ridiculously cold. Like, it was negative, like, 30 without wind chill. Really? Like, it was super cold. It was like that for... Without wind chill. Like a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wind chill, not wind chill. <laughs> we had wind chill already. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we had, like, probably, like, a week of school off because of that. So it's just like online class stuff. Um, but yeah, like you said, we always had snow days, but not so much cold days. But now you don't really get the snow days anymore. Yeah. Anyways, the East Coast is kind of getting hammered right now with snow, aren't they? That's what I've seen. I think they're getting a bunch of They had a storm like last week, I think. Yeah. It was. Anyway, so okay. So maybe, maybe it's a good idea then to start with kind of tips for just staying warm in this kind of stuff. Because I know, Zach, you and I were talking this weekend. Um we have like we live pretty close to the river, probably less than a mile, right? Yep. Um, from the river, from the Mississippi, um, and there's a pretty cool trail next to a park next to our house that we take the dogs for a walk. We can kind of let them off the leash, and they can just run around. Um, and this weekend, it was it was still pretty cold. I mean, it was like definitely below zero. Um, and I just remember, I know I posted on Instagram like just a story of Noel and I running around in the snow, but. I got back from that walk. And I was like, you know what? That was like, not that bad. Like if you are dressed appropriately and you kind of know what you're doing, you can, I honestly enjoyed that walk. You know what I mean? As much, like as much not fun as it might be to go on some of those colder walks. Um, I mean, Nala loves them. So that was just an extra bonus, but um, should we just touch on stuff that we do just to kind of keep warm and just to make sure that we're yeah. feeling all right. The, the biggest thing for me and I, there was one day, I think it was under 10 degrees yeah. this winter. 
and we were going to go play some pondy because sometimes you have to when it's cold just because that's when the ice is the best. Yep. <laughs> but um, I have like a long underwear like set, like long underwear and uh, top and bottom. Top and bottom. Yeah. And it's like Under Armour, like <laughs> 3.0. They have 4.0, 3.0, 2.0, 1.0. Um, and the 1.0 stuff is a little bit cooler. So it's just like more for comfort. Oh, okay. Um, and that's just almost like stuff you'd wear at like for a sports game or something like yeah. classic, like whatever. And then it gets like higher and higher. And I just got the 3.0 stuff for What's my first. 4.0? I, I, I can't even Three imagine <laughs> what 4.0 would be. But I just got the 3.0 stuff for my for the first Voyager trip. And I've had it all the way since. And that stuff is the like that's the best. Like I could wear when we went and played Pondy, I wore pajama pants over those which had a huge like hole in the middle like ripped yeah and just like one jacket over my like this like sort of just like fleece jacket over the top and i was like almost too hot really so all i have to wear is that and then so that base layer did a lot then the base layer is everything and then cover your like make sure everything's covered like gloves cover your face yeah and then i'm pretty set for that i feel like yeah that's a lot of mistake a lot of people make is like they're going from their house to their car and then they say, oh my gosh, it's so cold outside, but they have like nothing on or like they're just dressed to go to the store or like do some of these other things when should have everything covered and just makes it so much more enjoyable. There's something called the the three W's as far as like a, a dressing system in the winter. So the first one being wicking. So like the, the long underwear underneath that can, um, keep you warm it's close to your body but it also like wick sweat and like that kind of stuff away if you oh, are yeah. doing activities and <clears throat> oh, stuff do wickers that's what they're called like the, i think that's a brand yeah i know yeah, but yeah, i just yeah. that's okay okay <laughs> um, and then the next one is warmth so having like some warm pants um like fleece or wool yeah like or, a yeah. fleece jacket or a sweatshirt or whatever it may be and then the outer layer being windproof so then it blocks oh, the wind. So yeah. that if you kind of stick to those three, then you'll basically have everything covered. And the same kind of goes for the gloves, the hats, your face. Because that is kind of the biggest thing is like, I think that was the biggest difference this weekend when I was on the walk is the sun was out and there was not that much wind. So yeah, like yeah. that was, because when you hit the wind, I went to, I went to uh, undergrad in North Dakota and up in Fargo like that, that wind just cuts through your soul. Yeah, like I can't it, imagine. Oh my gosh. It's like this, but then... It's just like blistering cold, just right in your face. Like it, it's awful. But yeah, because I was just gonna say, because down in Omaha, you get that wind kind of, but it's like typically not as cold. Yeah, and like up here, it's maybe a little bit colder and like sometimes windy. But Fargo, Fargo it's, it's the like, cold plus the wind. <laughs> yeah. It's just trash. You're like Ugh. just tranching through the snow. You're like, why do I go to school up here? Like this is just the worst <laughs> thing ever. But but actually, and so talking about, I mean. <clears throat> Tanner, you brought up that Under Armour stuff, which is probably a little more pricey than some of the other stuff. But yeah. I mean, Zach, we went to Costco, was that yesterday or two days ago? Yeah. And you got fleece lined like jeans, jeans for like 20 bucks or 30 bucks. Um, so there's definitely, yeah. So there's definitely like places that you can get them um, for, and like it doesn't have to be Under Armour base layer stuff, right? Like there's cheaper options out there, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. Okay. So then, if you just know you're done growing though, and you're gonna live in Minnesota for a while, yeah. like, <laughs> it might be worth it. I've had those for like what seven, yeah, eight years nuts. now. Yeah. So like, definitely, I think spending a little money could be worth it for the warmth. Yeah. But then you can also get like that, 
like you were talking about the three W's, like that warmth layer. You yeah. definitely find some cheaper stuff yeah. with that. One thing that Nick and I were also talking about the other day, um, not so much related to like layering and warmth and that kind of stuff, but something to consider, like if you're going walking or just staying outside for an extended period of time in the winter, especially if the sun is out, is having sunglasses. Yes. Because yeah. it's kind of like when you're on the water and it, there's always that reflective um, rays from the sun reflecting off of the water and from above you as well. It's kind yeah, of coming okay, from everywhere. Tell Tanner when you got your first pair of sunglasses. This last weekend. This last no. weekend ever. Yes. I, I was like, don't believe that. Yeah, I know. We went to the we were going to the park and it's super sunny. I'm like, you want to grab your sunglasses before we go? And he's like, I don't own sunglasses. Like, how could you be on that many canoe expeditions yeah. on the water? Okay, did you bring sunglasses on your trip stuff? 100 percent It is game changing. No. I don't think I did either. But just because I didn't my first year I didn't. They're so hard to like I guess they're not so I think hard to I think I brought them on every single trip, but I never wore them. Although I should have. I should put on the record that I should have been wearing them for the last 20 some years, but it was one of those things where I got put them on and it's like, I wouldn't let myself adjust to them. And so I'd be like, I can't see very well with these on. So I would take them off. And I just liked how I could see obviously so much better without them on, but it's, if you get the right pair, then it's not. And I was, I was lucky yeah. to like, if you're ever working with power tools and you have um, like earplugs in, and then the power tool is still running and you take your earplugs out. You're like, wow, that's way worse than I thought it probably was. Yeah, that's you know a great I mean? comparison. So like with the sunglasses, I have them on and then like it's super bright. And so that's why you have them on. And then I always notice if I take them off, I'm like, that's a lot brighter than you would think yeah. it probably yeah. is. Yeah, And I know that's something that not a lot of people talk about um, in the winter, but just something to make sure you have if you're going on walks or doing anything outside, especially if there's a lot of snow on the ground. It's just very reflects bright. so yeah. much. I was yeah. gonna say I feel like it's definitely like an underrated because you yeah take a sunglasses you're like on the beach like sunny like yep. warm and I kind of feel like a loser wearing them in the winter. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. I, no, I do protect but, your eyes. Like, I'm all about that. Like the same with it's kind of the same thing with the sunscreen. Like you're just playing the long game. You know what I mean? So I want to be able to see like. Super, like it's just as well as I do right now when I'm 60. Maybe that's why I have glasses and you don't. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Terrence, you mentioned uh, pond hockey. It was one of your kind of fun yeah, things. Yeah, and what do. you were saying before this is like three activities we either like, like to do or we'd want to get ourselves into. Yep. That was definitely my number one. Okay. Coming in was yeah. playing pondy. I haven't that's played. Something I do probably the most. Hey, Nick, During how did it go last time you played Pony? Yeah, yeah, we just talked about this in the last freaking podcast. But the only – I was going to say, the only, I haven't played Pony that much this year. And the only time I have, I got dummied in the eye. So maybe, <laughs> you, need to, you need to post a picture of your eye for this podcast. Yeah, I should. Yeah, yeah gosh. Because that was uh, right before Mitchell's wedding. For anybody who didn't listen to that last podcast, we were playing some pond hockey before while the girls were getting ready. And Mitchell was shooting a puck, and I put my stick in front of it, which apparently you're not supposed to do. But It's just like a super common thing to like for that to happen for the puck to just kind of like ramp up your stick yeah. and like where's your arm like where's right your, like, connected right. to my yeah, yeah. <laughs> leading up to your face yeah. so you just pretty much of course it was right one of the two non-hockey players that got it to the face yeah <laughs> but okay so yeah the pond hockey is definitely what's up i was just gonna say the funniest part was like you could tell you didn't want to like make mitch feel bad or anything so right away you were just like I'm all right. I'm all right. And we all were just it's like, like dripping blood. Yeah, it's just like, gosh, like oh, yeah. It's like my nose, out too. So I was like, blows coming out of my nose a little bit and my eyebrow. I think we all knew you were not all right. <laughs> well, I mean, the good thing was it didn't really hurt after the fact. Like, well, actually, the worst part was keeping ice on it after because I didn't want yeah, it to swell up yeah. for the pictures. 
So I had to keep the ice bag on. I was like, this is just so cold. But um, yeah, I feel like definitely. And that was like the interesting thing because I played basketball growing up, obviously. So like in high school, our coach definitely didn't let us play pond hockey with you guys like in the winter. So the first time I played pond hockey wasn't until like in undergrad in college. Um, But without fail, every winter break when we come back from school, like that would just be probably one of like the most fun things I could do. And it's pretty easy to pick up, honestly. Like especially well, like a be... rink every like two miles. I was just gonna yeah, say it's that. like amazing. Like I feel like in all of Minnesota it's there's probably a lot of rinks, but like in just, I've just like normally played Pondy in St. Cloud here. And there's like there's so many good rinks yeah. that they keep great condition of. The that, number that's of the rinks. biggest thing is a great condition. Piece yeah, no, they, they have do. them, but they're just yeah. yeah. They like flood them pretty often, and like if it gets hot one day, obviously they'll melt and they'll get kind of crappy. But then they flood them like yeah. right when it gets cold again, so it's pretty awesome. Yeah, there's like the indoor rinks, and then the number of rinks probably quadruple in the winter between mm-hmm. outside <laughs> rinks being flooded, yeah. people making them in their backyards, all of those fun things. I can't I, imagine how many people have made them in their backyard more just because of COVID now. Yeah. yeah that's extra time on their hands. Yeah. I've seen a ton of pictures of people like having ice rinks in their backyard. I was uh food dudes in over by Northway, like by Whitney park. And I was just like in some neighborhoods, like didn't really know like exactly where I was. It was dark. And then all of a sudden I like turned onto this road and my headlights just sh- like shine right into this like potty <laughs> ring, like open doors. I'm like, what the heck? Where has this been? So I like had to get out of my car and like go check out how the ice was. And they were like brand new boards, oh. like a little bit of a backstop, and the ice was just glass. And I'm like, really? wow, we have to come here. So Dang. that was a pretty cool find. <laughs> so um, I guess for me, one thing that I don't – I mean, I've done a little bit in the past, but I haven't really gotten into, especially recently, I don't have as much time. Um, and don't know anybody like super close that goes a bunch, but um, ice fishing. Um, and the reason <clears> – <throat> excuse me. The reason I kind of thought of this is because over Christmas, one of my aunt gave me some um, walleye fillets that my uncle had caught um, ice fishing this year. And like, I, I kind of relate that, like having fresh fish like that just to the summer, you know what I mean? Just because that's like when mm-hmm. you normally mm-hmm. do it or when I do it. But it, did, it never dawned on me that I could have like fresh fish in the middle of winter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was just like, wow, I could like, I could do that right now. But um, and so I guess Zach of us three, you definitely have the most ice fishing experience. I, I mean, cause I know bare bones, you could just get like a small ice fishing rod, like, like not for not, not too much money. Um, and you could, the, I think the biggest thing would be able to get a hole in the ice. Like you would either need to find somebody that has an auger or find, or like maybe if you like, you could probably buy one a little bit cheaper if it's just the, like the crank kind. Yeah. Um, but what, like, what would you even need just bare bones for that kind of stuff? Uh, I would say like a good place if you're just trying to get into ice fishing, probably the best places I would look, uh, if you can think far enough ahead, I feel like every time I go to a garage sale, somebody's selling oh, ice fishing stuff, Yep. like just a cluster of rods. It's like one of those things they think of. they need, but they just never use exactly. it. <laughs> and so like, if you could think of it like the summer before and go to some garage sales or look at like marketplace or Craigslist, those are really good places to find places where they'd be giving them out for free or very cheap um i know uh yeah like you said the hand auger that would probably be the cheapest way for uh, as opposed to like an electric would or you even know how much auger. a hand auger would be not off the top of my yeah. head but um again looking on like craigslist or facebook marketplace places like that there's probably people getting rid of their hand ones because they've upgraded to like an electric or a gas one or whatever yeah um I'll look. yeah and then i mean depending on um 
the type of weather that you're fishing into. It's always nice to have some type of like house or thing to go into. That's the big, yeah. Um, but I mean, if it's a nice day, you can just sit out on a bucket. I know we did that a lot growing up. Um, and it's really not that bad. Like you said, if you're dressed appropriately, you yep. enjoy it. Uh, we'd always bring skates out on the ice too. So we'd put our rod in and then we'd go skate around and then just keep an eye on our rods. Um, and that seemed to work super well. Um, but yeah, you just think of regular fishing if you do that and it's just the rod is smaller and then you yep. just use um, smaller little jigs with either like some type of wax worm or minnow or leech or something along those lines, depending on what you're fishing for. Um, but uh, I know it can be a little harder in the winter kind of locating the fish, depending on the time that you're going, um, just because I think it has to do with like their metabolism. They just can be a little bit more picky when they're eating just because of the colder water. Yeah. Um, and so hitting it in the right times of the year, I know, at least for me, my experience, the, the beginning and the end of the season um, seems to be the best, but that's also when the ice can be the sketchiest. So okay. you have to kind of be careful about that. <clears throat> yeah. Weren't we talking when we went winter camping to that, like right after a cold front is not a like great time to go? Uh, I don't know for sure, but um, I don't know. I mean, to me, fishing's fishing. Like yeah, if you're fishing, yeah, you're yeah. going to have more luck than if you're not. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, Maybe just go where all the ice houses are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny to see though, like I go to my parents' house quite a bit to, to work on some stuff out there and they live on a lake and you can just see like, and this goes for all lakes around, but just like the little cities of houses forming, yeah, yep. people driving out there with their vehicles. and Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, cool ice fishing story this year. I guess it's not, I don't know what cool, what, what the word is, <laughs> what the word is. I can't talk today, yeah. but um. When we were up at our aunt and uncle's for Christmas, yep. uh, our little cousin just said he was going to go ice fishing in the morning. I thought, why not? Uh, I haven't been ice fishing at all this year. Well, that's you did go with him. So, yeah, we went out um, went out on the lake. I can't remember what lake that is that they live by. Um, but our uncle had built this ice house when he was 16, I believe he said. It was mm-hmm. si- like 16, 17, or 18. I, I'm pretty sure he was, it was 16, though. And it was still standing like on the lake. Like they just bring it out there every year and they have like a little wood stove in it. Yeah. So like yeah. talk about like beginning, but <laughs> if you do get a little advanced, it, it was so awesome. Like we went in there and then immediately just like he got the fire going and it was like That's too awesome. hot in there. Yeah. But we had like four holes. And then I think the biggest thing that I've learned, I think I've been ice fishing the most with him and I say little cousin, but he's, pretty freaking big now i don't know how old well, is easton like, 12 or 13 12 or 13 yeah. but i felt felt like i've been <clears throat> ice fishing with him or my uncle um quite a bit and he's taught me honestly a lot which is weird because yeah. he was like 10 i feel like when i first went with him yeah but just like getting a lot of lines in the water so like drilling holes and like some what are those called the the vexlars yeah the vexlars no but the, like the pop-up like lines, the tip up, the tip up. like yeah. getting a tip up or just like opening the bail on a, a rod. What's a tip up for listeners who don't know? So a tip up is just, <clears throat> I mean, Zach, you could probably explain it better. It's like, I mean, they vary a little bit based yeah. off if they're older or newer, but like an older one would be like a piece of wood that's wider than the hole. So you set it over the hole essentially. And it's got like a, a little rod that has line on it uh, or like a little like spindle of sorts. Um, and so you drop the line down as far as you want it to go and you put like a minnow or a worm or whatever it may be on the end of it. 
And then it has this rod or yeah, like a rod with a little flag on it that you stick underneath like a little like um, trigger mechanism so that when a fish pulls on the line or bites it, the, the flag is released and then the fish can kind of keep swimming with the line and the line will keep coming out. And so when the flag goes up, you know that something either bit it or is on the line. Um, so you go over to it, take it off of the hole, and then you can kind of let the fish kind of swim away with the bait for a little bit so it gets into its mouth and then you can pull it to set the hook and then you just pull it up by hand to, to bring it up. So people will do it a lot for like Northern Pike or some of those bigger fish that kind of just cruise around. So you can be sitting in your house, depending on where you are and how many lines you can have. Um, but you can be sitting in your house with like your regular rod jigging for something and then just kind of keep an eye on the flags that are out in different holes at different depths. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a bobber mixed with a rat trap for ice fishing. Pretty much. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that just helps with like what you're saying, like the location thing too, because it is sometimes hard to find them. So if you can like drill multiple holes in different areas and then you can see like kind of where they're biting at it yeah. at a time that will help a little bit and i know what i've done too like if you don't have uh, we mentioned a vexlar a little bit ago it's like a, basically like a depth finder for through the ice so you just stick it into the hole and then turn it on and it'll tell you how deep it is and it also tell you if there's a fish below you yeah, that well, kind of thing um but if you don't have one of those a great way is to just if you have like a topo map of the lake figure out kind of the depth that you're aiming to go to walk out to that general area and then just kind of drill holes in a line going from shallow to deep however shallow or deep you want to go and then just fish in that hole for 10 minutes and then if you're not getting anything move to a different one just kind of keep going until you can start to find them a little bit those effects lines are almost like scary good yeah we were using those and it's like you put it in the hole and then like you could just like see like oh there's a fish coming yeah. and like a minute later you get a bite you catch yeah. a fish is that the one with like the bars on yeah, it? yeah yeah i've never been able to understand how they, they can be pretty confusing like if you just look at them without knowing how to read them yeah but once you know i think yeah it's, once you know take the bottom simple. and the top and then everything else in the yeah bottom. okay yeah or i guess you could probably just drop your phone down the hole that works too. <laughs> put the flashlight on yeah, and then you can see works. all the fish. count the seconds of it dropping so yeah, you know how yeah. deep it is that might be the might be the most expensive way yeah <laughs> probably right um okay so tanner's talking about ice hockey i come kind of ice fishing zach i think i know what you're going to talk about that you might want to get into as far as winter activities but i can't be is sure. that because we've talked about it yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um yeah it's something that i did a lot all right i shouldn't say a lot but i did it a fair amount in college just because i had access to free gear with that and in a campus that had a lot of trails for it but cross-country skiing is something yeah. that i would really like to get more into i feel like it's a good combination between i really like snowshoeing uh, but i feel like that's just like a little bit of a quicker way to snowshoe almost yeah. in some ways and it's i enjoy downhill skiing but i like the amount of like a workout you get doing the cross-country skiing and yeah. like moving your body a little bit more and we don't have that great of downhill skiing around here anyway so yeah. there's a lot of great ways <clears throat> to see more trails or forest or wherever you may be with cross-country skis i think um, so i think that's what i would like to get into next but i just don't have any skis of my own quite yet so i haven't been able to do a lot of it but that's i feel like that'd be another thing that if you're intentional enough about it you could probably look on facebook marketplace yep. or craigslist and played people. against sports yep. oh i didn't even think yeah like i feel like you get a decent enough pair for like under 100 bucks for sure yeah oh, probably closer sure. to like 50 that's where i'm we got mom 
uh, or that was my gift maybe one time for her from Play Again. I just got her some cross country skis. I don't think she's used them once. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's what I think. A lot, a lot of this stuff cheap and like, yeah, they get the job done. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of, especially like with like these winter activities, is people might get pretty hyped up and like buy like skis, like cross country skis or snowshoes or like ice fishing stuff. And then when it gets down to it, like tonight, it's like, okay, it's negative 10 out. Like I could go use this or I could just like not. You just have to get yourself over that hump of just do it. Yeah. And but, well, that's what I mean. It. Like I'm sure people like don't and like, and then they sell their stuff on Facebook exactly, or Craigslist. Yeah. So then you can probably like snag it up pretty quick. But, um, okay. My second activity. Yeah, sure. Um, my second activity would be downhill skiing. And like Zach said, we don't have like great skiing or snowboarding. Um, Skiing. You actually, for sure. Did you guys ever hear the story of when we went to Powder Ridge, which is our local like ski snowboarding hill? Uh, yeah. yeah, hill that you pay to go use. Um, <laughs> so it was, they carry you up there. Yeah, <laughs> it's not very big, but um, it was myself, Peter Spathman, who we had, and he talked about his uh, van adventures that they're doing right now. Brady Schmidt, so Tanner and Nick's brother, um, and then. Uh, my, my brother Mitchell. I wasn't out there that time. Yeah, I missed. No, that. it was just us four, I think, and we were all together hanging out one time. And they had a special. They do like a special out there for college students in the winter. I forget what day it is, but it's like fifteen dollar rentals and oh, nice. lift tickets or something. Yeah. So super cheap, and you can stay out there as long as you want. So we're okay. like, this is perfect. We're gonna go early in the morning. We're gonna stay and just ski or snowboard the whole day. And we had all done a lot of skiing before, or a fair amount, uh, but none of us had really done any snowboarding before. So we're like, a couple people wanted to snowboard, and they didn't want to feel left out, so we all decided to snowboard. <laughs> and none of us had ever done this before, and that was the biggest disaster I've ever been a part <laughs> oh, of. God. It was so funny, though, because they have like the combination of, like you can take the lift with the chairs to get up to the top, or on like some of the smaller hills, you can just do like the thing where you grab the rope huh. and it pulls you up. Oh gosh. <laughs> but we couldn't like, we just couldn't get the hang of like taking your one foot out and then having the one foot in and then kind of pulling yourself up and yeah. all that. It was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, after yeah. like we were in kind of a line. We all got down to the bottom of this smaller hill and we were going to take the little rope um, pulley up to the top of the hill. And I was the first one <laughs> and I grabbed the rope. And I was doing fine at the beginning, kind of going up. And then my legs started to like wobble. And there was kind of like a track already of like where people had gone. Yeah. <laughs> and my thing like started to cut out of that. And so I started to like wobble back and forth. And then eventually I fell and I'm like <laughs> underneath the rope and the rope is just like sliding over oh, my jacket. No. And it didn't hurt, but I was just like, I'm in the middle of this and there's people coming up. <laughs> yeah. And so, my brain so, so then Mitchell is behind me and he, He's laughing and he has to kind of like fall off to the side because he doesn't want to hit me as yeah. I'm trying to like get my snowboard out from underneath that. <laughs> we finally got that figured out. And then we figured it was time for us to go up to the top of the hill to make our way down some of the bigger runs. And so we get on to the lifts and we get up to the top. And like I said, you have one foot strapped in, the other foot not. And so when you get off of the lift, you're kind of, you're basically snowboarding with one foot in. Yep. And so the other foot's kind of slippery. So <laughs> we get to the top and there's like a little hill that you ride down while the, the chair goes around to go back down. And I don't remember who it was, but um, the, 
I think it might have been like Peter and Brady in front of us, and they get off, and they both start sliding down, but then they just run into each other and then fall over, and then we're right behind them coming, so they're like crawling off to the side so we don't hit them, but it was like stuff like that consistently all day. What was that that thing um, New Year's Eve when we just had the – the wedding party over this New Year's Eve. What ski videos we wa- did we watch on YouTube? It was like, oh. it was literally, I mean, you weren't here because you were out at your parents. But oh, yeah. It was literally like just YouTube video after YouTube video of people just like Didn't eating. you put those on? Huh? Didn't you put I didn't put it on, on no. Uh, like it yeah, so was like it was like skiing, snowboarding, wipeouts. It was so funny, dude. It was like hours of just like these videos of just people just eating it every yeah. single time. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. But yeah, it was... uh that's definitely that's that's the cool thing with a lot of these activities. I feel like, um, especially for the ones that cost money like that, there's usually some deals that you can find. Yeah. It's like just to like look out for them. You have to be like a little more practical about it, or like just with a little more forethought. Um, but if you're like, okay, I'm not really sure if I want to buy skis or if I would like doing it that much, then okay, yeah, like I can handle 15 bucks for like renting well, equipment for one. Time. What I was gonna say though is, I just got like for Christmas. I don't know. It was like probably two three years ago. I got some just used skis at Play It Again, and uh, the guy there, one of our buddies works there, so he knows oh. the boss really well. Yep. Uh, Bob is his name, and he's, like, super nice and super knowledgeable about, like, a lot of sports stuff, but especially skiing, and they get, like, all, like, old rental equipment from, like, super nice ski resorts in like, oh, Colorado yeah. and stuff, like, boots and, like, skis that that's just, like, old stuff that nobody would like but it's like there. new yeah yeah kind of i don't know so yeah. he like <laughs> buys it from there and he like knows all this stuff so he was like i just went in there and he helped me out and it was like these used skis but they're good for like going down mountains if you want to but yep. whatever that you need and it's way cheaper than renting stuff is it really like where was this i played again just play they it were like months. maybe a little over a hundred dollars but for the skis and the boots yeah and then you just and, have them. and then you have them yeah and, and uh, Powder I should, Ridge, what he was saying, like that's like 15 and 15, like 15 for the lift ticket and 15 for renting stuff. So like the lift t- ticket always is going to be an expense, right? Yeah. But usually it's 30 and 30, I think. Really? Yeah. yeah like it's definitely 30 more than for the rental equipment. Yeah. I think it's usually 30 and 30. So if like, if you even went there four times, that's $120. Yeah. Just for renting so, stuff. Just for renting stuff. Yeah. So I think it would definitely be worth, like, I haven't gotten nearly as much as I wanted to. That was going to be my like activity that i want to get into a little bit more is skiing is yeah. skiing but if but, you did a one time just to see like is this worth actually getting something just so you could like try yeah, it out for one sure. time yeah, but then sure. if you think so then it's definitely more i think cost effective and like you were saying like snowboarding I, I would never like that's so <laughs> i think it's like something with hockey because i know like a lot of us like skiing's just so similar yeah it's just so similar and like the way you stop and like yeah. just going like just feeling like on your edges whatever i don't know but Powder Ridge is definitely not like doesn't give you the as real much feel, the yeah. real. I want yeah, I would like to get in some mountains someday. And Sam Medbeck, one of the guys that helps out with like the other stuff, the the other projects we're working on. Yeah. He recently just got a job, just like he graduated, and with the whole COVID stuff, he's not wasn't able to. Or I I guess he's going to school um, in the fall. Yeah. But he graduated and didn't really have a plan because of the COVID stuff. So, or he didn't get his orders yet. So he just kind of had like a, a winter and like this spring to kind of like mess around before another four years of school or whatever it is. Um, and so he just got a job as like a ski lift. I don't know, whatever it's operator. called operator <laughs> in Breckenridge. 
So yeah. he's out there till April, I want to okay. say. Nice. And so he's been begging me to try to come visit him. So yeah, maybe I might have to do that for a weekend. I little get the feel. Little disclaimer, just to wrap up the skiing stuff. I. Which we definitely didn't do as well. We we would go up every year. To no, 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 it's something else. Oh, um, buy a helmet and wear uh, a helmet. Yeah. I we never did growing up. No, never did. And like, which I don't know if that's just like a our family thing or what, whatever it was. But like, I would very. I definitely hit my head multiple times. Should have wore a helmet playing hockey. Yeah, playing <laughs> <laughs> hockey. Yeah, you're right. I wore. This is my next activity. Okay, so disclaimer. Buy a helmet. It's definitely worth it. Same thing with the sunglasses and the sunscreen. Like, it's just – it's always worth it. Um, but another outdoor activity that is probably close second to pond hockey for me or about the same, broom ball. Yeah. Oh, yes. Broom yeah. ball is – and that's that was a, my first time playing that at the wedding. Really? Yeah. Okay. It was so fun. Yeah. Yes. So we played – You oh, you didn't play at, at school. I think they took it away. No, they took yeah. it away. So <laughs> – Probably for decent reasons. Yeah. I, there was definitely some concussions there. Yeah. Well, yeah. You just fall – like you're always just falling. Yeah. And so for people who have never heard of broom ball or don't really know what it's like, it's, it's pretty much you have these wooden sticks with plastic like – gosh, what are they even like? It's like a rake without the like – rake the part tips of it, of it like basically. the tips of it yeah yeah it's like yeah i mean so the, it's just like a stick with like a, a paddle at the end yeah, yeah yeah anyway so and it's but it's a pretty firm hard plastic and then you have like just a ball so then you have these wooden sticks that are a little bit bigger on the end that you just try and smack this ball through the goal like yeah. hockey basically. yes but you're yeah. but you're wearing boots not skates yeah. yeah so it's just a mess and there's some there's some shoes that you can get like i remember one of my um middle school buddies his dad had broomball shoes, which are literally just <laughs> their shoes. Spikes. No, no, they're shoes, but they're they sponges. It pretty oh, much looks like somebody oh, took wow. pretty much looks like somebody took tennis shoes and they just glued sponges. Really? On them. Huh. Yeah, it's like a hard, it's like a squishy. Actually, like what the knee pads were for yeah. uh, on Voyagers on trail. It's like if you okay. if you super glued those to the bottom of a shoe, that's what they're like. I mean, yeah, I bet that would work. Dude, you well. could you could yeah. scoot pretty good on that. Yeah. It was yeah, it was funny. And his dad had the same size shoe that he did, so like he just wore them to to gym class a lot. But that was something growing up that we got to do. And Tanner and I went to the same middle school, but they discontinued the broom ball. Definitely, <laughs> just because you can just you're always falling. Yeah, everybody's probably, hurt, probably hurting themselves more than it was worth. But yeah. we we played it growing up um, in school, which was awesome. But. I know Peter, the Peter and, were they Peter and Abby's broomball sticks or were they Spethman's? The Spethman's? Yeah. yeah. So, so Peter and Abby's uh, parents had, or it's Peter's parents, um, had broomball, has like a broomball set. That, that'd be a little harder to come by if you're not in school or anything like that, I feel like. Um, I think you have to go out of your way to, don't do that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely another really, really fun outdoor. And that's a little more laid back. I mean, pond hockey's not that laid back, but, um, or not. Not that intense, like you can make it whatever. Yeah. But broomball no, is really, right. really chill. Yeah. Like you're just like you can just be anybody and throw on a stick. Yes, down. and that's another thing is like with pond hockey, usually, especially in Minnesota, you usually have people who have played hockey before, like growing up. So like they're pretty. I mean, they like dumb it down enough, so it's fun enough. But with broomball, it's really hard to be good at broomball because yeah. you literally just can't move. No, yeah, you're on the ice. So you're just everybody's just messing really no around. strategy. To no, that. no, not at all. Yeah. Um. Now that I'm thinking about this, I think this would move into first, but it's a little less practical. So I probably will just keep it as my second <laughs> um, is dog sledding. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wow. think that is the coolest thing yeah. ever. 
but like the fact that you need to have a team of dogs okay <laughs> but what was what were we just talking about that's a little more skajoring. practical skajoring yeah. yeah what's that so you have cross-country skis and then one dog oh. that has a harness and it pulls you okay yeah. so and it's so, like you gotta share the load pretty much yeah, yeah basically but i think it's i think the cool aspect of skajoring. dog sledding to me is it's kind of like an expedition style oh, like yep. sport it's like you could pack like a week's worth of food and like a tent and like all that stuff into your sled and you could go off wherever you wanted for a week and then come back. Uh, I mean, you could do the same thing skiing, but you yeah. have, to have like a backpack or something, uh, or I guess you could pull a sled too. But I think, I don't know. I just watched like movies growing up and yeah. Well, what's that? Like Balto. Disney? Yeah. Balto. No, that's not, the, no, that's the guy's name. Uh, exciting one. Yeah. It's, yeah my it's my favorite was Iron yeah. Will. It was like a Disney movie. Uh, on a guy in Minnesota, but anyways, I think that is just one of the coolest sports ever in the winter. And I think Huskies are super cool dogs do you know, too. Do you off the top of your head know the name of that race? That's yeah, Diderod. Yeah, Diderod. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And then Minnesota has one called the Bear Grease, um, which is a long one along. I think it goes along Lake Superior. Oh, jeez. Um, but yeah, that. Um, yeah, I just think it's super cool. I don't think I would ever want to do like races, but I think, like I said, the expedition, yeah, piece of it, ability of it would be super cool. Like the people who go to like the North Pole with dog sleds, like stuff like that is yeah. super appealing to me and cool. Um, but less practical because I don't have a team of huskies. <laughs> yeah, um, one dog. Yeah, I've got one dog. So maybe <laughs> I have I'll one too. Maybe I'll just combine that with yeah, my first uh, my first one with cross country skiing and do the skijoring. I think that would be yeah, the most practical. a little more practical. That was. Yeah, it's Balto, isn't it? I can't find it. It's Balto. That is one, but yeah. that's not the one I was April thinking of. No, that one's oh, way too sad. sad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, there was the one where the dog, he, the yeah. dog said in the beginning, but then, and like. There's medicine, and they're trying to get to the sick kids. No, oh, no. That's, that's not, Balto. Not Balto. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so set on that Balto. one is Balto, though. Okay, whatever. Forget about it. Third activity? Um, I don't even know if I can think of one. No. Uh, yeah. You have one? If you well, have I was one, just gonna say, say I don't have one. I wanted to get into snowshoeing a little bit because I just oh, like oh, you yeah. and Mitchell talk about it, and then I came with someone else I was talking to has talked about it. Dude, we did. And I just have never even like. You've never done it? No, I've never done yeah, it. Dude, the... and I think I just hate like stomping in the snow, so I literally just want to do it just so I can feel what it's like to just be walking <laughs> it's, on top. It's kind of the like snow. you're stomping on the snow still. Like we did it. Okay, um, we're not in it. Yeah, it's like, definitely better. Way better. We yeah. did it. Um, we went up to their deer shack like two or three. Gosh, that was a while ago now. Yeah. Two or three years ago, they brought them up there. We snowshoed for like hours. Like, yeah, the whole day. Want, yeah, oh, like the whole day. We just were walking. That, okay, that was another thing. It's like this is why I like enjoy Minnesota because like we were in the middle of the woods, like middle of nowhere, up in northern Minnesota, and we all had snowshoes on, just like with our buddies. And oh yeah, that was like I had that one thing where I had the I was in front of the trees filled covered with snow and I went like that yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Michael and Mitchell shook the trees so the snow uh -huh, fell on me. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, we got a grouse that day too. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. When did we get that? We shot a grouse. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. It was just like, it was just perfect because you're in the middle of the woods. So the, the wind wasn't too bad. Um, and like it was, it was cold, but the, there wasn't any wind and you were like, you're moving. Walking, yeah. And you're moving. So like you weren't like the heat wasn't a big deal. Like your temperature wasn't a big deal. So it was just like, yeah, it was honestly super enjoyable. And then like around lunchtime, I think it was, we stopped in the middle of wherever we were and had a big bonfire. Yeah. We just like dug out an area in the snow, had a big bonfire, and then continued walking. Was that the day that did we go follow the wolf tracks? 
That was sketch. Yeah, dude. There's, yeah, there was a bunch those of those wolves up there, dude. That that that's like nightmares. Not nightmares for me, but it's like I I want wouldn't want to be in those woods alone for like anymore. <laughs> like when I was walking to the stand this this fall, was that fall? Yeah, yeah. I was walking to the tree stand this fall. I was like, dude, I'm I'm like being hunted right now. Like I think <laughs> I'm doing the hunting. No, no, no. Like I, there's wolves watching me right now. <laughs> it's like okay, just fall down really quick. But um, yeah, it is fun going up there and doing that because I mean you. Have, you can walk as far as you want, wherever you want. And the nice thing about that in the winter is like a swamp or something in the summer can now be frozen over. Yeah. And now it's just like a flat field. Yep. Yeah. So it like completely changes the look of it. And you can go explore that if you've never done it in the summer or whatever. Yep. So kind of gives you more um, range to go walk around. Yeah. No, definitely a lot of stuff to love about the winter, I think. Um yeah, so we just wanted to hop on here and kind of talk through some of the stuff because I mean, a lot of um, people either a who like live here or just maybe just don't really know how to get like kind of how to enjoy these winters because I mean it is four to five months of just like cold, right? And then there's some other people who are who don't live in Minnesota that are like, how the heck would you ever want to live in a place that gets that cold? But I think like like we talked about at the beginning, if you're smart enough about what you're wearing. Um, and just like we always say, if you surround yourself with like really good people and do some of this stuff, then you usually end up having a pretty good time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus it's like the same, like kind of trend we were talking about just with like camping in general or like any excursions, like the bad times make it a little bit, make the experience better. Yeah, or exactly. Like make yeah. funny stuff happen or whatever. They just make the memories. So, yeah. yeah. I think you just got to make the, the leap to do some of this stuff. It can be really easy to spend the afternoon or weekend inside if it's going to be 10 degrees or whatever it might be. So just get yourself to go out and do it and you probably won't regret it. Yeah. And just, just put in the extra five, 10 minutes of research. So you know, like kind of what you'll need. Um, and I think it'll make it that much more enjoyable. So cool. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to another podcast guys. We will, uh, catch you later and God bless and have a good night. Thanks for tuning into the Voyager way podcast. Follow us on social media at The Voyager Way for more content from all our outdoor adventures and plenty of how-to videos to get you started on some adventures of your own.